0: Welcome to Hearth to Hearth, a home for sensitive souls, sparking self-discovery and belonging through the healing power of warm-hearted conversations. I'm Jessica. And I'm Janelle.
1: What began as voice notes between two friends navigating life and motherhood has blossomed into a podcast and community.
0: Join us each week as we ask the question, how can we come home to ourselves? Our
1: conversations are filled with deep feelings, vulnerability, empathy, and a dose of laughter.
0: So cozy up with some tea and gather around the hearth for warm-hearted conversations that will leave you feeling inspired and less alone. Welcome to Hearth to Hearth. Welcome everyone. We are here today to share a little hummingbird update from our hummingbird episode that we did previously. We thought it's something that we've been reflecting about a lot lately and we thought we'd share those reflections with you. Yeah, this
1: is something we, we talk about all the time since we've discovered this hummingbird quality. And yeah, we just wanted to share an update. I think we got a lot of really great feedback on that episode and I think a lot of you identified with that idea or you know someone that that you could um, that you could understand better because of that explanation. And so we just wanted to share with you where we are now
0: on our hummingbird journey because it changes a lot. <laughs> yes, and that was episode four, The Hummingbird Path, Letting Go of Purpose Anxiety. So feel free to go back and listen to that one in case you missed it. But if not, you'll catch up today
1: and what we mean when we're talking about the hummingbird path is some people we've discovered that are like us have a lot of different interests and their life journey looks a little different than a linear path so it's going and 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 it might just be a combination of a bunch of different interests rather than one singular purpose and in 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 that episode we spoke about how we realized this and how it's really helped us to heal a part of ourselves that thought that we had to have this one purpose or one journey yes
0: and it can kind of look like a hummingbird flying from flower to flower stopping in each flower each interest each passion kind of taking the nectar and then flying off to the next flower and maybe carrying some of that with them, maybe sharing some of it with the world. But as Jess said, it's not this like linear path of having one sole purpose and always kind of having that as a guiding light. It's more hummingbird-like.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we've really been working on embracing that part of ourselves and yes. celebrating that part of ourselves rather than trying to change it to fit into some kind of societal norm or expectation and just – we know that there's a lot of us out there, so there must be a reason why we're like this and why we like to live our life in this curious way. Yes. Okay, so I'll start off with something – there's a couple of things I want to say today, but um, to begin, I just wanted to share with you, Janelle, because I haven't told you about this yet, uh, This just this realization that I had the other day. I've really been trying to – so – I had a part-time job that ended. I was working there for a really long time and so that ended and I was mothering full-time and doing that part-time. Um, mothering full-time as in like I'm their primary caretaker and I don't have any – We don't. I don't have any help watching them. You know, obviously everyone's mothering full-time.
0: Yeah, mothering full-time as in, you, yeah. you know your kids don't your kids are home with you 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 don't have external child care and you don't have anybody coming into the home to support you so you are their, that you are their primary all day every day
1: yes exactly and then plus that job and so now that that's gone away this is a, a new change and so now I'm I'm figuring out what I'm going to do next and I do want to get another job or find another way to bring in income But I'm using this as a kind of reset and reframe of what I want to do next. And I have all of these dreams and passions of what I want to do and my mind kind of never stops uh, showing me visions of what that would look like or – like I'm dreaming big here, right? Yes. And so – I've been really in this dreaming big phase, but not not being able to figure out the next step. Mm. So what is the next step towards this big dream? And I've been really struggling with that. But then I had this realization yesterday that what if I'm dreaming so big that it's almost too big for the situation that I'm at now? So if I dream big and I want to have this really big business for myself and be really successful – but then that would take away my ability to be home with mm-hmm. the girls because there's no way that I could balance both in the way that I'm envisioning what I want to be doing. Yeah. And so that just made me really take a step back and think, okay. Yes, I I'm I want to eventually have this dream realized, but what do I do now? Because I don't think that I want to dream this time away. I want to be home with the girls right now. And maybe that is the most important thing to me right now. So finding another source of income that allows me to also be home with them and keeping it small, keeping it manageable. And it's very easy for me to I don't know, look at other people and, and think, okay, they can do it. So I can do it. Um, like I want to have this business for myself. I want to have this name for myself too. But then I realized, but, but, but I really want to spend this time, this fleeting time. I only have three more years with my youngest and one more year with my oldest. This is such, for me, it's very special. And I don't want to be wishing it away. And I don't want to spend my time in my imagination envisioning this other reality for myself when the reality that I have right now is so special and sacred to me. And this is the time that I'm going to look back on 30 years from now thinking, oh my gosh, that was it. Like that. I could almost cry thinking about it. Yeah. I, I look around and I'm just like, I look around at them playing and at my house and I'm like, okay, what can I do to just hold on to everything as it is right now? Like I don't need any, I don't need a fancier clothes. I don't need a bigger house. I don't need fancier car. What can I do to just keep this as it is now and to just appreciate this time? I just have been feeling really grateful and just so blessed to have to be able to to take care of them in this way. And it's just it I almost it almost like fell on the floor. I was like, wait, I'm trying to like wish into this other reality, but but I'm not appreciating what I actually have right now. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Oh wow. It's so interesting too because I think we are in this moment with really little ones. So my daughter is starting kindergarten mm. in the fall, and my son is a year and a half. And so we have these little ones home with us a lot. We spend a lot of time with them. And it is so fleeting, and it is a moment. It is a moment in time that we're in right now. And also, They grow and they go off to school and then Mm. one day they're going to go off to college and we are still left with ourselves in those moments. And so we're in this kind of like tightrope walk, I think, in in this very particular moment of motherhood that we're in, of wanting to hold on to these snuggles of them being so little, but also I think being very aware of the fact that at some point they're going to continue to grow and grow and that is inevitable and we have no control over that Mm -hmm. and that we still want to stay connected to our creativity and to our identity and to or even create our identity if we're feeling disconnected from that or discover who we are along the way. To be fulfilled too in other ways than
1: just mothering to be fulfilled for
0: you know, our our in our home that Yeah. So it's this really interesting moment of I think recognizing the impermanence of this moment. And that brings up two things. It brings up wanting to hold on to it and soak in like every snuggle and every baby smell and all of it. Mm-hmm. And then also knowing so there's that piece of the impermanence, like wanting to hold on to it, but also being so aware that they're going to grow and change and need us less and less. And I think your big dreams, you know, that's about you wanting to have that fulfillment for yourself too. And I, so I think you're really onto something of feeling like you haven't necessarily figured out the next right step yet towards Mm -hmm. that dream, but that knowing that it, that, that next step should be something can be something that allows you to have this moment that you're in with your children. And that I think it's interesting because you and I both, we talk a lot about this. We can see like the big picture of these dreams that we have. And Mm -hmm. each time we kind of find a new flower on our hummingbird path, we can like see it all the way through to like 20 years from now, what it could bring into our lives and- that's really powerful, but it's also easy to kind of get caught up in that large picture and that path forward and not kind of sit in where you are and be able to identify what that and just next right step is. Mm -hmm. And I think that realization that you're having is so cool because I think that that's going to help point you to your next right step. Because I think you can still hold that dream, but what you want in this moment Mm-hmm. is to be with your kids, so the next right step is going to be something that both moves you towards that dream, knowing that we time is just like a freight train barreling ahead, yeah, and so it can help you move towards that, but also be home with your kids and share this time with them, and I think that's such a beautiful realization, and it it sounds like you're kind of like dropping so much into the present moment,
1: yeah, and i never I never. Considered that when I was having these big dreams. Yeah. Because when you have these, you know, it's exactly what you said the tightrope between building a life that is so fulfilling for yourself, but also that's manageable for your life and how you want it to look. So you really have to be, it's almost like being careful of how big you're dreaming while keeping it realistic to the present moment. Like it's okay to have those big dreams. But also keeping them grounded. Yeah, I think it's very easy, especially as a hummingbird, to mm-hmm. have these big dreams and then you just like shoot off into space with with the possibilities. So how can I ground that back down to reality and be like, okay, what do I need to do today? Yes. Well, it's kind of like this daydream. We're both Pisces moons, right? And so we <laughs> have this like daydreaming quality where. I can really see myself in about six or seven different careers. And I see myself in my older, as I'm older, I can see myself 30 years from now in a in my how my whole life has gone. <laughs> and I can see it so clearly and vividly. And it's it's that uh, this actually comes to the next thing I wanted to talk about is, like, how to know when to dive in to what you're interested in. Mm. And I've been really struggling with this because um, before I realized my hummingbirdness, I would just get an idea and then I would go full force into it. And I, it would consume my all my waking available Hours that I was able to like and not waking, like in the middle of the night, waking, yeah, Yeah, like dreams and everything. (laughs) It was just all encompassing of my life. And now that I know that tendency in myself, I have been more timid to even allow myself to go there because at the end of the whole cycle, and I've gone through it all and imagined everything. There's, it's hard to let go of that idea. Because you've considered your whole life in that way and then you have to accept like, okay, maybe that's not it. And sometimes that's freeing and
0: sometimes it's like, wow, that's kind of (laughs) sad. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Well, it's making me think of a couple things. First is that something that you and I talk about so much is the yearning to have our lives feel integrated. And to Mm -hmm. not have this feeling of like my career or my work is over here, my family is over here, my spiritual life is over here, like wanting it to all feel like it's like flowing and integrated and you don't have to like put down one piece to pick up another. And that kind of made me think of when you were saying, you know, putting – Maybe like putting those big dreams on sa- aside. it's like I think we can dream big, but if our intention is to have an integrated life of all these pieces being able to get the attention that they need and that we want to give them, then I think for me, what I'm looking at and kind of what has really been coming up for me lately, is that the dream can be big, but it just needs to hold all the pieces. Yeah. And that it, and I want it to feel really, really integrated. And that has been helping me kind of identify when I'm feeling like, oh, I'm kind of just kind of like going down a rabbit hole, which can be really Mm -hmm. fun. Or when I'm kind of, or when I'm like, oh, this is a dream. This is part of a larger dream that my life could actually feel integrated, that the kids could be involved in this in some way, that Mm -hmm. it's a reflection of my whole self. And, Kind of is actually integrating pieces from my whole hummingbird journey all together. Mm -hmm. And that's been helping me, I think, kind of identify when to dive in because I've also been having since it's this, it's kind of like a pendulum, like being on one side and feeling like, before I was aware that this hummingbird thing even had a name, I was feeling so much purpose anxiety. So I would go so full steam ahead because I felt like I had to, this is it. This is my purpose. I'm not going to look anywhere else. I'm going to put blinders on. This has to be it because I can't change my mind again. Mm-hmm. And so I would go f- so in, right? And so yeah. And Aww. so I would go so full in and then get to it and be like, but it's not quite right. Right. And then I'd kind of backpedal. And now I've kind of swung the other way. And I'm now that I'm aware of this hummingbird path, yes, I've really embraced it. But it has made me feel kind of like maybe second-guessing myself a little bit right. and not having that like steam to go so far in. However, what I remembered the other day when we were kind of mentioning this a little bit, I, for- I had forgotten that what the hummingbird path is all about. It's just about following your curiosity. Mm. And so, and that's what it's all about. That's like the thread. That is the, that's the guiding light for hummingbirds. It's not a one purpose. It's curiosity. Right. And so that spark that you're feeling to explore something is your curiosity and as a hummingbird, that's what we do. We follow that curiosity. We follow that spark. We follow that little light, and we see where it brings us. And if your nature is to go all in on it, that's because there's something in that that you are meant to discover.
1: Yeah, that's – that's. I think I had forgotten that. Me too. Because, well, I'd forgotten it, but I've been feeling it because I can feel my light dimming when I don't allow myself Damn. to – go into that curiosity and to follow those little breadcrumbs, I can feel my light starting to dim. And whether that looks like just like lack of motivation or feeling down, feeling low energy, when I am following my nature, which is to like follow my curiosity, I'm energized. I'm happy. I'm just feeling in the flow of life, right? And when I try to go against that nature to protect myself, it's – It it doesn't really feel comfortable and it doesn't feel right. Yeah. But I think I'm just trying to protect myself from, like you said, like making a wrong choice again. But it's not really wrong because every path along the way, every stop along the path has taught us something that we're all integrating now. And maybe like a part of me is still trying to look for that one singular thing and I have to remind myself that that's not always the way
0: that it goes, you yeah. know, and so maybe I'll share this example of where I'm kind of at right now, which feels vulnerable because maybe I'll change my mind and I will have this permanently recorded on the podcast. <laughs> that this is what I was thinking about, but um, we're here to be vulnerable, so it's yes. fine. And I think this will kind of help ground these ideas that we're talking about a bit. Okay, so I have been, I had this kind of spark of inspiration to well I've been talking about on this podcast I've been really returning to my yoga practice I've been thinking about getting back to teaching this is not a new flower that I'm landing on as a hummingbird this is a long time passion of mine but it's shown up in a lot of different ways throughout my life and I've been practicing yoga for over 15 years almost daily so that's not going away but the way that it's kind of shown up in terms of a hummingbird path is that I've been trying to figure out how it fits into my working life Mm -hmm. and, and what I want to create and share with the world. And that's kind of taken some different iterations. Like I've taught and then I've taken steps back from teaching and I haven't quite found the way that I want to teach. And then I've had babies in the middle of it. And, you know, it's, so it's kind of taken a non linear path. And I had a spark of inspiration the other day that I really want to teach family yoga, and that is something that I've actually done previously, but I feel like I want to approach it in a very different way. I have all these really cool ideas and ways that I want to manifest it, and like you said, I can see like 20 years down the road, I have like a business name, like I have all this stuff that like literally came to me in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on a new moon right now, and it feels to me like a full moon. Like I'm feeling that like energy of it. And it's mm-hmm. I'm up and I'm having all these new new ideas come in. But and I started to kind of doubt myself and second guess myself and have that feeling of like, is this something that I'm gonna jump too fast into and go so far into it? and then be like, wait, this actually isn't it? And like. I already like created an Instagram handle and like shared it with people and told people I was doing it and I'm so excited. And then I realized a few things. One, I remembered about following my curiosity and this is what's lighting me up right now. And it feels good. It feels good. I'm like Re- I ordered some really, really sweet family yoga books, and I'm doing a little training. I found a really nice, like, four, oh my four gosh, hour you certification. she didn't tell me this. I know I was saving it. I
1: don't. I've never even heard of family yoga.
0: So okay, it's so sweet. It's really so. I've taught it before, and it's literally you come as a family. And it's what I do in my living room every day. And so you come as a family and like the older kids will be practicing. The parents will be practicing. There might be little kids running around. It's done in some different ways, but I like to really open it up to the whole family and it's bonding and there's games and things like that. So it's really, really sweet. It can, like I said, it can be done in a lot of different ways, but I was hesitant. I was feeling that hesitation. And then I was like, well, I'm, I, this is make, this is feeling good just to learn about it and to have this idea. Yeah. And I think just like you said, like not letting myself kind of follow it was making me feel dimmer. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of opened it up a little bit and all these ideas started coming in and it felt really, really good. And so I remembered about the following my curiosity. And then I also remembered that this is a dream I've actually had for a really long time to teach yoga. Like this isn't some brand new thing. And even though yoga is really identifiable, I'm sure whatever dreams you're having, Jess, or anybody out there, there are threads of them that are so true to what you have dreamt about for a long time. It's just taken a lot of different shapes. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. And so I realized like this isn't new actually. Like this isn't me going on some weird Tangent, which I've done that, and that's fine too. But this isn't me going on some like weird tangent that has nothing to do with anything. This is me connecting back to a part of myself, connecting back to a dream that I've had for a long time. And this was the final piece that we kind of mentioned a little bit that made me say, okay, dive in, was that this is a dream that feels integrated. This is a dream that I don't need to separate myself from my family. In fact, I talked to Meadow about it and she was like, can I be your helper? Like it actually brings the family together. And so since that is really my intention right now is to not – is to have that integrated life, it supports that. It doesn't take me away from that. So I was like, that's a really good sign too. But I did have to kind of be like, maybe I just plan one class. Yeah. <laughs> Schedule one class and see right. how it goes, you know, but also let my imagination run wild. I said that I wanted this summer to be about following my imagination and seeing what comes up. And I think as soon as I said said that out loud and set that intention, my imagination just opened up and all these beautiful ideas and dreams came in. So, stay tuned. We'll see if this manifests or if it was meant to lead me to something else. Um, but that's kind of where I am right now. And I think that that's a good example of all the things that we've been talking about.
1: Yeah. The universe was like, okay, she's ready. Yeah. Dump all your ideas. (laughs) And, and I think that's really special because it helps other people also become integrated. So it's helping other families to become integrated too. And we talk a lot about how it's hard to find places that you can go if you, for some reason, you can't find childcare then it's really hard to do things for yourself um, that, while also managing a family
0: and managing – caring for a family. Exactly. And or I- even like the things that you bring your kids to often feels like it's just for the kids, which is beautiful, but to have it really be for – as a parent too, being able to fulfill something in you. If you love yoga and you want to share that with your kids, having a place to go do that.
1: Yeah. And I think – that that is actually a reason why sometimes i find myself in this daydreamy state is because i am in the thick of it with caring for my children and some part of me is like you need to do something for yourself yeah but and part of that is true yes but it's also unrealistic to expect me to be able to 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 do that and maybe in the way that I need it right now. Like maybe I just need to accept that that's going to look different than – I don't know. There's a lot of pressure of people saying, you need to fill up your cup as a mom. And I'm just like, well, who's going to come help me so I can do that? You know what I mean? (laughs) So like integrating it and building this life where I can still do the things that make me feel fulfilled while still caring for my kids. And because if I did maybe whatever kind of career option I wanted to do, it could lead to having my kids being watched by someone else, right? Yeah. Before that they're in school. So I have to choose where I'm going very carefully. Yes. And, and remember I think- that, that why I'm doing it. And I, but I also think that like our generation, is new in choosing these careers that have purpose and meaning. And so we can spend time with our kids if we want to, if that's what we choose to do. But we were never taught how to do this. Right. We were, we're, I think we're one of the first generations as millennials, we're the first generations to kind of reclaim our lives and say, I'm not going to do mm. this job that doesn't really mean a lot to me. Some people do, and they can separate their careers and they're like, hey, this is where I make my money. And then on the side, i find other fulfilling things and that's comfortable for them some people for myself i that doesn't work for me so i'm trying to build something else and but i was never taught how to do
0: this we're forging As, a new path really right especially
1: yeah. when you're taught that it's, it's supposed to be this one purpose what if it's a bunch of different things combined it's it's um yeah so we're kind of learning this um as we go when no one there's not a book for
0: for how to for how to do this for how to be a hummingbird parent live a meaningful integrated life have work that feels fulfilling be mm. creative follow your dreams but ground them at the same time <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's I interesting i don't know what i would do without you
1: being able to relate to this when we discovered I know anyone listening, when we discovered that we were both like this, it was the biggest relief because it can feel really isolating to, I don't know, you feel kind of a little just off your rocker a little bit. You're like, wait, how many different careers did you want to do?
0: Well, we even keep sharing about it too. like And relating to the family yoga, like I shared with you the other day, I got my bachelor's degree in elementary education. Like I am a certified (laughs) teacher in Massachusetts. And so... Um, Oh my – and I can't believe I never knew that. I know because there's so many iterations of this hummingbird path for me that we've talked about. And so even that, like when I was really sitting with the family yoga piece, I was like, oh, oh, well, yeah, like I went to school to work with kids. And so – and now I'm a mom and I love families. And so it's just so interesting to kind of like take a step back. And so it would be interesting. I know that you're in this place of kind of deciding what the next right step is for you and how to – hold your dreams, but also be present in the moment that you're in currently. And so I think we should keep talking about this. I'd love to kind of hear more as you reflect on this and identify what's next for you. And we'll just keep everybody updated.
1: Yeah. And I think especially in your in your position where you're coming back, yeah. To where you started. But I think you had to give yourself permission to follow those other interests along the way, or else you'd never know that those were a no. No those were a not in that iteration. Right. Yeah, so, and I think
0: there's so yeah. much I've taken from them that's going to be incorporated. And this honestly, this might not be it. Like this might not yeah. be the be all end all. It just and no pressure. Feels like the next thing that I want to do. But there's that relief of pressure for sure.
1: Yeah. And like with the natural dyes, I've been following my curiosity with that and just letting myself do it in a small way, but it's like tripping me up, you know? So it's tripping me up and I'm like, ooh, I could feel it building into something bigger. But like I'm trying to just ground down and just really experience it and listen for the cues and listen to my heart and like what how that will show itself in my life. Like how will this part, this interest build into this bigger dream? And it's been really fun to let Mm -hmm. myself do that. But I have been kind of circling around also because I think there is this pressure for me to make an income from the next choice that I make. So maybe it's just um, choosing something else in the meantime while while I'm on my discovering journey.
0: Well, that is part of it is Having a way to make an income that supports the life that you want, so even if right now the income that you may have isn't the dream, it's supporting you to continue to one be with your kids and to follow your curiosity. yeah, and so that's also really important. And we can kind of see these things as steps along the way, which can be hard when you can like see that path forward like we've said, but then we kind of really do need to take a step back and say, what is the next right step? How can I create a life right now that can allow me to keep following that dream and allowing that dream to kind of morph and change as needed? It is interesting. I know we talked about the tight being in this tightrope of motherhood right now, but there's also this tightrope of dreaming really big, having these like dreams that keep us awake at night, And then figuring out what it is that I need to do today. Yeah. But I think sometimes we can say, we can feel like the dreams, like we need to ground them. But I think sometimes letting them run away a little bit, it's motivating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It, It is motivating. Like you said, like that's where some of that spark and that light comes from. Mm -hmm. And so letting those dreams be really big so that you can have that motivation, that inspiration to get out there and do your natural dyes. And if you're like stirring your cauldron of your natural dyes and at the same time daydreaming of where it could take you, like that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And that reminds me that I think I really struggle with um the disparity of where my dreams are and where I am now. Yeah. And like it's okay to be where I am now. There's always has to be a starting place.
0: Yeah. And there always
1: has to be this small beginnings before you build to the bigger dreams. And how can you hold compassion for yourself while you're in this little small seedling beginning of your dream? and also let the dream run wild and that be your inspiration. But that's exactly what I was talking about at the beginning. Like how can I have this future vision for myself and allow that disparity, that difference between that and where I Mm -hmm. am now and be present in where I am now and also allow for that growth potential later. So it's like the difference between the growth and the presence. Like how can I grow today in these small ways? I don't need to blow up into this. I don't need to I don't need it to go so fast. I can allow yeah. the space and the slow the slow path. I can allow the path to go slowly and just trust that I will find my way and trust that I'll end up where I'm supposed to be snaps for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was so
0: great. This was a much needed combo and very much where we're at right now. So I'm so glad we decided to share this with our community at Hearth to Hearth. And we will keep you all updated on our dreams and our hummingbird path. And we would love to hear from all of you. I think people that really resonated with that first episode, I think are going to really relate to this because we really went deep on where we're at right now and how it's showing up in our day-to-day lives. So thanks everybody for listening.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening and dream big and also hold space for yourself and hold compassion for yourself for where you are now.
0: So beautiful.
1: Okay. We love you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon for listening to hearth to hearth it brings us such joy to share these warm-hearted conversations with you we would be so grateful if you could take a moment to follow rate review and share hearth to hearth with a friend
0: we also want to say a huge thank you to eavesdrop for our theme music their amazing song alive and to daniel vengrove of gray street photography for our gorgeous cover photo and remember you are whole you are enough we love you talk to you soon